Ross FM 94.6 Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web Listen in online at rossfm.ie Text in your request to 0385-99748 You're tuned in to The Open Door on Ross FM 94.6. Presented by myself, Mark McHugh, every Thursday between 9 and 10 a.m. The Open Door talk show brings together all communities from near and far by giving them a platform to share their stories of life as it was, as it is. You will hear the voices of those who speak about the good, the bad, what unites or divides our nation, and what can we achieve by joining together with one vision of an all-inclusive plan. You're very welcome along to The Open Door here on Ross FM 94.6. I'm Margaret McHugh and I will be with you until 10 o'clock this morning. I hope you're going to stay tuned until then because we have some interesting content lined up and we'll have some interesting guests to chat about their life and organisations. Now, you can listen in on the TuneIn app or simply go onto our rossfm.ie website and listen in on the stream. Hope you're all keeping well and I hope you will text in your comments to 0838599748 and share your thoughts. Let's go to our first interview with Marcella from the National Learning Network in Castlereagh. And then up next, we'll have my conversation with Jerry Callahan from New Horizon Refugee Support Group in Athlone. Very two different stories, very two different groups, both worthy of our listeners listening in and being broadcast here on Ross FM and 94.6. Text in your comments to 0838599748. I'm joined by Marcel from National Learning Network, Castle Talk to me about the National Learning Network and what it does. Well, um, hello, Margaret. It's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm here today to talk to you about uh, the National Learning Network. Uh, we're based in Castlery and um, the courses that we have um, available to people that are thinking about going back to education, back into employment or um, or upskilling. And how long has the National Network been around? The National Learning Network is over 50 years. We are providing courses in all different centres. And you're in Castlereagh and... Um you're also in Athlone, is it? And Tullamore. That's right, yes. Well, you know, um, we'll say for in the West, we're in Castlereagh. We have the National Learning Network in Carrick and Shannon. We have a National Learning Network in Longford and in Athlone. They're all over the country. Is it for people with learning support needs? It's catered for them more so, is it? No, it's not. Um, Margaret, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of people feel, you know, that if... If they wanted to do a course, they would have to, you know, have learning needs or special needs. We cater for every um, person. We're very, very person-centred. Yes, we do have people that, you know, have acquired an illness or a disability. We also would have people that, you know, had to finish school um, early for other reasons. And and we also have people that, that would have been in um, the workplace and have decided, you know, that they need to change. Okay, and in relation to courses, was it English, maths, is it more or less going back to school again, a bit like VTOS, or is that the system? No, no, what we have to offer is, as as I said earlier, it's very, very person-centred. We have courses starting from school leavers, young people that um, have finished school or have dropped out of school that, um, you know, education mightn't be for them. So what we would do is we have the access program that basically, you know, we would always say to people to come in and talk to us. It's not about education. Yes, of course, if you would like to get your your um, QQI level one, two, three, four, five, whatever it may be, yes, we will support you in that. But we also have people that, you know, through 
um, ups and downs as we all have in our lives. Might, might be out of work for a long time for uh, personal reasons. So we like to support people in, you know, building their confidence, giving them that self-esteem or whatever, you know, to get back on track or whatever. And, you know, not to let the past define them. And um, we offer lots of supports. So it's not about, it's not about the, 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 the school and the maths. And of course, for people that would like to, um, you know, get literacy and numeracy, um, we have a resource teacher that provides, you know, that support for students. But we have we have people that would come to us that really just don't know what path to take um, with regards to a career. And we, we support them in that. It's good to know, I think, that there is that support out there because... Um People can be nervous around education and maybe people who finish school early, I often find they're embarrassed or ashamed to say that they're returning to education or they're going to the National Learning Network. And I don't think you should be embarrassed by yes. um, well, we, that fact. Yeah, well, that's that's true, Margaret, you know, but, you know, I'm here today to talk to you because I so believe in how going back to education, going back, doing that course or whatever. I have personally and professionally seen how it has changed people's lives. We have people, you know, that would have come to the National Learning Network and basically, you know, have been in employment that really and truly, you know, wasn't for them. But because they felt pressurised into um, do, going down that path. But at the National Learning Network, what we do is we don't pressurize people. We say, come in and talk to us. As I said, we have a variety of courses um, for all different people at different levels. But we have a new one now starting at the moment, and it's called the Links Program. And it's uh, something that I think, you know, is going to be very good for people that really are at a crossroads in their life especially with, you know, the, the COVID and the lockdown or whatever. People have lost jobs. People may have been doing courses that um, didn't work out for them. I could sit here forever and promote um, the National Learning Network. But, Margaret, if I didn't see, if I didn't know of how um, people have progressed, people have built up skills, people have got back into, in, into the workplace and their confidence, you know, especially around um, mental health. With everything that has been going on or whatever, I say to people, we have supports there. We have people that you can talk to in confidence or whatever. You know, not to be embarrassed that you mightn't have that education. Not to be embarrassed that through no fault of your own that you might have acquired an illness or whatever. What I would say is come into the National Learning Network, meet with us, don't feel under any pressure. We will talk to you, we will, we will talk you through the different courses that we have and um, hopefully then, you know, that person can go back and decide what they would like to do. You just mentioned links there. What is links? What's the outline of the program and how is it different to the others? Yeah, well, as I said, you know, the links program aims to provide a service for learners with additional support needs who are unsure of their career paths and for those that have a more focused plan across a number of career paths. And again, you know, with this new program, we're very excited about it because this um, links program is going to give people eight weeks to come in to, you know, we'll do it in different phases, the discovery phase, you know, and we ha will have them, you know, building towards their future and then a, a focus on, well, what path do they want to do? They may want to do um, one of our courses that we already have on offer. They may like to do um, IT. We have a fantastic um, IT blended learning and that's where people, you know, can work from home and also would come into this into the center important about the employee training um course because people unfortunately may have or be about to lose their jobs because of covid and i think it's important that they know that's there so instead of maybe going oh, what will i do now that they can retrain and find something for them so you do run that course the employer training course oh yes well last year now over 70 percent of the students on the the 
employer-based uh, training, that's the EBT course in Roscommon, they were offered a job. We have, um, you know, again, it's the supports that's there, the people... When, when they come in, if they need support around learning, if they need support around um, IT skills, whatever the supports we need. But as I said, it's for young people. It's for people that um, have been in jobs for maybe 20 years and, 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 and they need a change. But especially now with, the, with this COVID and people losing their jobs or, you know, people just realising that college isn't for them at the moment. What I would say is come to the National Learning Network, you know, um, you know, and, and and don't judge us until you come in and you see and you hear about how it has changed people's lives. Is there any remote courses online that has been offered by the National Learning Network or did they have to change um, the way they've done business or is everything still the same in the sense that the centres have reopened now under just tighter restrictions well i do know that you know uh the staff they were quite concerned about you know how people that were coming in to the national learning network doing their different course at at whatever level but of course that all had to stay at home um we found that you know some people actually quite enjoyed working remotely and you know were able to to keep on track but then you know um I'm so delighted that we are back, that our learners are back in the centre because some people, you know, isolation can be a huge thing. You know, they may not have the, the, the internet. They may not have those computers or whatever. We provide all of the, um, courses. The courses are free, you know, to people that would meet, meet a, a criteria. And, um, as I said, we have had people that, were isolated that you know didn't like being at home you know they missed the social interaction with people and um, I have to say that you know we have tried to make a, a national learning network a safe place for everybody to come back to you know we've we have um we have decided on you know d- different days for people we have you know different hours or whatever but again going back to what I said in the beginning mm-hmm. it's all people focused you know it's you know and we do have the holistic approach as well you know um for dealing with people that may have developed um anxiety may have you know lost touch with 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 friends or whatever and it's just important that we try not to dwell dwell on the covid you know and say to people you know if you want to come in and meet with us and find out about the different courses, you know, we'll, we will pick a time and a day that will suit you. You know, we, it's not, you know, that you won't be brought in, you know, to crowded places or whatever. We will, you know, endeavor to meet people and, um, show them around the center, uh, meet with, with the, the different tutors that provide the different training. And, um, hopefully then they can decide what path what career path they want to take i think it's important for um people listening to remember it is free and that it's qqi qualified framework because if you go online sometimes people can be caught by online courses and they have no um qqi framework qualifications so therefore they pay a lot of money and they find out after paying maybe 300 euro after four or five weeks that they just get a piece of paper but it's not QQI marked so I think it's important for people to know that it is free and that it is on the QQI um, education framework that it's 100% genuine the reward you get and the search you get after you finish your course yes yeah because as I said you know all our courses and the course material are free you know to all eligible students you know now um, you know for people we'll say that are on a social welfare payment for people that may be on uh, the disability or carers or whatever what I would say is you know don't be uh, worried about losing your payment either you know you you do get to, to keep whatever payment you're on and um, and it's very very important as well you know for people to, that are isolated to let them know that we do provide transport as well, which is, um, I think it's it's a great benefit for people that uh, feel that they need to, um, mightn't have access to public transport. I didn't know you provided free transport. That's actually um, 
probably even an extra bonus as part of uh, the course and the network. So where are you located in Castlery? We are located um, just uh, on the Williamstown Road. I always say to people we're, we're beside Little in, in Castlery. And um, we have the, the public buses, of course, as well, and the train, which I think is fantastic because the train, especially for people around the Roscommon area that would be thinking about um, coming in, you know, the trains is a fantastic service as well. And we have the buses. But for people, we'd say in the Balahadreen, um, Glenamadi area or whatever, yes, we do have, we do provide transport because as I said, it's, um, you know, we try to remove as many obstacles as we can for people. And I know as well, you know, for parents and for, um, you know, people at home that they may have somebody that might need support, but doesn't know where to turn. Just in relation to the tutors, how many tutors is there in Castlery um, in the centre? Would there be four or five? Yeah, well, yes, of course, we have um, of different instructors for different co- courses. And, um, you know, at the moment, uh, sometimes you might, if you decide to do a, a, a course, you might have different instructors, um, you know, doing different uh, modules with you. So it varies. Yeah, it does. And we like to, you know... Also, we'll say to get away from the educational things or whatever. Independent um, living skills are very important for us as well. You know, uh, social skills for people, as I said, supporting them. And, you know, we have uh, supports there. We have our regional psychologist. If um, somebody wants to contact the (coughs) centre... What can they do or where can they ring? Well, yeah, if they want, if they, what I said um, to you earlier, Margaret, is, you know, really and truly, you know, the best way to find out about all of those courses that we have available at the National Learning Network in Castlery and also this new links program that will give people, you know, it's an eight week program that will give people a chance to decide on what path they want to take. And um, as I said, we are situated on the Williamstown Road in Castlery, and uh, our number is 094-9620374. And you can also email us at castlery at nln.ie. For the National Learning Network, just for the main website so people can get an idea of what's that? That's www.nln.ie. That's perfect, Marcel. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, you did a great job. And um, if somebody wants to call the centre in Castlery again, I'll just give out the number. It's 0949620374 if you're interested in doing some of the courses and they will help you out there in Castlery. Thanks for joining me on the Open Door on Ross of M94.6. Jerry Glynn Carpentry Roscommon. Bespoke interiors, kitchen and wardrobes, second fixings and flooring. Telephone 086 102 Looking for quality health products and gifts for that perfect occasion? Then look no further than Jorina's Health and Gift Shop, Society Street, Ballinasloe, County Galway. Feeling the need for renewed energy? Then here at Jorina's we have a range of vitamins and supplements to get you back on track. Wondering what gift to get for that birthday, housewarming or farewell party? Wonder no more, as we will find you the perfect product the minute you step in our shop door. Want to browse online? Then you can find us at www.jorinasgiftshop.com or call 090-646-585 or message us on Facebook at Jorina's Health Store. We're open six days a week, so why not drop into Jorina's Health and Gift Shop on your next day out? Heinz Pharmacy, Castle Street, Roscommon. Contact us on 09066 34147. We offer a wide range of in-store services. We also offer online loyalty points, so log on today to HeinzPharmacy.ie. That's Heinz Pharmacy, servicing the community of Roscommon. Contact us on 09066 34147. Trainers Garage Ballygar, main dealers for LDV and Isuzu commercial vehicles. We also supply used cars and vans and all makes of new cars. All of our customers get a 24-hour roadside cover from our garage. We also have a crash repair centre. 
And next year in 2020, we will be celebrating 60 years in business. That's Trainers Garage, Ballygar. Green and Son Painting Contractors, Ballymurray, County Roscommon, provide a painting and decorating service with 40 years of quality workmanship and experience. Services include domestic, commercial, heritage and industrial. Phone 090-66-61047 or log on to www.tomcreenandson.ie. I'm joined on the line by Jerry Callahan from New Horizon in Athlone. Jerry, talk to me about New Horizon, what the charity is and why it was set up. Uh, New Horizon is a um, frontline refugee support group. Uh, we were set up oh, nearly 20 years ago at this stage with the opening of the direct provision site in Athlone. And uh, we're since we have been since then, we've been doing lots and lots of work with around about 400 people who have been living, some in Athlone, some in the direct provision site in uh, Horsleap, just outside Moat, and uh, some in Ballagher. And what was the inspiration for setting up the charity? What drove you to decide this is needed? The situation was that uh, during the 1990s, the Yugoslav Republic was effectively collapsing and uh, there was civil war in about four of the states that that produced, uh, that were part of the former Yugoslavia. And this produced pulse after pulse of absolutely desperate people who were... uh, coming into Europe and keeping going. And um, the situation was that eventually these people, or some of them, a very small minority of them, uh, wound up in Ireland. And, of course, government had no plans, no ideas, nothing nothing, um, to support them at this stage. So um, the... They introduced at that stage what they called um, dispersal and direct provision. People were piling up in uh, very, very unsuitable accommodation in central Dublin. So the um, government introduced um, direct provision, which was a set of effectively hostile accommodation around about the country. Then... um, the, uh, there was a site established in Athlone behind the Department of Education buildings, uh, consisting of a pile of tarmac, a hundred mobile homes and a canteen in an administration block. So um, this was, uh, we were getting a lot of hassle. There was a lot of worries in the community about this, that the people were worried that uh, well, this would cause serious trouble to the community, that there would be the danger of disease being introduced, various other things like that. And um, uh, a group of us got together and we decided that, hey, listen, Being Irish means something, and being Irish means welcoming strangers. So that's what we did. It's um, a great uh, organisation, just from looking at the website, because it breaks down the barrier of a divide in society, I believe. Um, Open to argument. I mean, we we do the best we can. Um, We've got about 30 volunteers. We work in about uh, seven or eight areas. And... um, Try and break down the barriers. Try and try and help people find their way through the maze of the system, and uh, well, hopefully, when they get a recognition of the refugee status, uh, to help them start to rebuild their lives again. What are the areas you work in along with the volunteers? Just give the listeners an idea of some of the things, um, oh. your organisation covers. <laughs> It would probably be easier to describe what we don't do than what we do do. But uh, just to to run through them, um, 
Uh, we do a drop-in clinic, which is where uh, people can drop in and talk to us and uh, what when they have problems, uh, need to, need help filling out a form or help translating something for them, we do that. We do a mother and toddler club, uh, well, just a place for the mothers and uh, for the parents and the uh, young children, the preschool children to come together and play. We uh, do sports activities. Uh, we do a, a gym and swim operation where we supply subsidised tickets so that people can go to the sports centre in Athlone. Organise Christmas parties and Eid parties, which is the Muslim equivalent. And um, lots and lots of other things. Um, uh, make linkages to sports organisations and community organisations of various sorts. How is your organisation funded? Do you rely heavily on donations from the public? We get a little do- a little bit of donations from the public. We uh, get a um, we uh, get a reasonable funding in uh, for specific projects for the um, from various philanthropy organisations. Um, Westmead County Council have given us little bits of funding for things like insurance and. Um, uh, and um, um, office equipment and things like that. Um, again, um, we don't have any full-time staff, so this means that we don't need an awful lot to keep going. Okay. Jerry. you know, 20 years later, is there still um, people who disprove of what you're doing and the work your organisation does or do you think um, society, especially in alone, and people have grown to accept and see that it's a much needed uh, support group for those of different nationality? The, um, yeah, the, um, it's gone, it's gone sort of quiet in, in the sense that in the early years there was quite a lot of political opposition uh, to the whole idea. But then um, the world changed back in 2004 with the European Union accession. And you found that um, the foreigners were suddenly were not African asylum seekers, but they were Polish plumbers. And of course, uh, well, this made life much, much easier. Since then, uh, things have improved in many ways. Um, like we've managed to improve the facilities on direct provision sites quite a lot, most notably by the ending of the canteen and the introduction of a shop where you can buy your food stuff and uh, cook it for yourself. That was a big breakthrough. But another big breakthrough was in uh, 2017 when the um, right to work was introduced for people who had been longer than nine months in the system. And this in itself also made life much easier, made life much, much more normal. Um, in general, um, I can't complain terribly much about things. Uh, but the um, we've had lots and lots of support from schools and local organisations, and I'd like to say thanks to them. And of course, community radios. Uh, great to talk on Ross FM, but uh, well, at Lone Community Radio, we're here before you quite a long time before you. No, we're glad to talk to you, and um, it's all about. Um, social inclusion and giving our listeners uh, a view of the other side of the world as I do say through radio and to see what's going on and understand um, another world as I do say talking about another world when you first um, started this organisation along with the volunteers who came on board later did you face an encounter in a sense that um, the language 
was a problem for you when you first encountered the refugees? Was it hard to communicate with them and show them that you were on their side, that you were for them, not against them? Yes, and this is something that we worried about very much in the early stages, about language and um, about uh, how do you communicate. The strange thing is that it became, it was less of a problem than we thought it was going to be. We did um, occasionally have panic-stricken moments, like, uh, for instance, the time we had a family from Xinjiang province in western China suddenly arriving at loan. And how on earth, what language do they speak? How on earth do we get to them? So we eventually did manage to solve things like that. One of the, one of the things that happens is, particularly when the kids started going to school, uh, every child on the Athlone site seems to speak five languages fluently. If you ever need anything translated, just reach out to the nearest teenager and they'll be able to do it for you. Just in relation to uncertainty and fear, did you feel a sense of fear and uncertainty um, when they arrived at loan from all the families and especially from the younger children because it had to be an awful shock to the system to leave maybe the world they left behind and come into a world which was so unknown to them? Yes, very true. Um, I found uh, that, that uh, in the early stages it was a really scary, really frightening place. And the you had the hundred mobile homes on the tarmac, and you had two groups of two teams of two security guards who used patrol up and down between the caravans twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and everybody was absolutely terrified of everybody else. And then all of a sudden, it life became much easier. That uh, well, this um, intense security tend uh, disappeared, and for, and uh, well, support groups, uh, people showed up and started doing things, English language teaching, uh, organizing organizing school tours. The schools have been absolutely fabulous. Every last one of them have been uh, have been really, really good to us. The um, so now it's um, I, I can the biggest problem was always the length of time. The biggest problem is always the length of time that it takes to get a decision on your refugee application. But um, this has um so this has been a all almost a problem but i can remember uh, talking to one of the one of the people on that loan site and she said to me well i i was doing my usual rant about the iniquities of the direct provision system and how long it was taking and things like that and she said jerry would you cop yourself on this is the best place I've ever been in my life. What are you talking about? I think that says it all, doesn't it? It does, yes. The, uh, this particular woman had spent uh, quite a lot of time in refugee camp in Jordan and then again in the jungle sites in Calais. And uh, well, this was really, really wonderful. She said, oh, we we have a place to sleep. We have food every day. And the police don't come around and beat us up. That's so sad to hear. I think people don't... And that was her experience of camps. I see there's an awful lot of negativity about refugee camps in Ireland and direct provision, but I suppose... You know, people don't hear this side of the story or that woman's story that you're after telling me. You know, our direct provision is probably, in a lot of their eyes, far better than what they've come from and those sort of camps because 
you know, at least in Ireland, they have the security and they haven't got the fear of somebody coming around. And as that woman said, you know, beating them up, which is an awful thing to do to another human being. Yes. Um, yes, I, I'm not saying that it's perfect. It's very, very far from being perfect. And it could be very, very much improved. And it may very well, if you had housing, uh, well, then uh, well, maybe you would be able to get away from direct provision as a system in total. But uh, it is there and we have got to work with what we have. And this is what New Horizon does. Just in your opinion, and as you know, a person who set up a New Horizon and the volunteers, you know, I find, um, you know, within some centres, there is maybe refugees who seem unsatisfied with everything provided to them. And I think, you know, sometimes that story gets out um more in the media than the positive stories and it, it seems seems to aggravate the Irish public and you'd speak to an awful lot of people and they'd say, Oh sure, like, you know, we've allowed them into our country and they're ungrateful and they're not thankful for what we're paying for, you know, it's a taxpayers' money, etc. etc. So what would your view be on that? I mean, is there um certain maybe refugees who expect too much? The um I've known well, in this 20 years I've known an awful lot of people in the system and uh, in general um, you do find that a lot of people actually are actually carrying uh, serious uh, mental health issues with them from their from their time before if you've watched your father being killed or your your village being burned down, then uh, you do run into, you, you, you do get triggered, you do get uh, worried. I remember once we took a group of uh, people down to Portlick Woods, which is a really lovely place down by the lakeside outside Glasson. And everybody was walking along through the woods, the sun was shining, the birds were singing, absolutely wonderful. And then the um, air ambulance helicopter flew by, just not too far away from it. And two women absolutely froze, worked out what happened at that stage. They were Syrian and the sound of helicopter meant blanket bomb, uh, barrel bombs have been dropped on their village. Okay. So, no, I, um, yes, there's people that, um, coming back to it, yes, um, there are people that don't appreciate what's, what, what's going on. Um, but there's all, uh, but there's people who, um, also have a, um, uh, who also have serious communications problems in English. And uh, this means that communications can get badly misunderstood. So for everyone, uh, did you hear um, Ursula von der Leyen's um, State of the Union speech? I didn't, unfortunately. Uh, no, no, this was, this was rather interesting. She gave a, a shout out to a young Syrian woman who um, is uh, spent three years in Ireland and is now a, um, doing a study in medicine in the College of Surgeons. And she was a direct provision resident in Monaghan at one stage couple of years ago. So I am absolutely convinced that uh, people will, if people get a chance at all, that they will be a credit to the country. Do you think Ireland as a country, maybe we have a problem with the fear of the unknown? Not everybody, but that um, it's more or less our issue and our psyche in the sense that when we are faced with something new and different that 
we automatically get this fear and we become defensive? Not, not, not terribly. We're not, uh, we're not terribly bad. Yes, there is fairly serious lack of information in certain places. But um, once um, the things get explained, then life becomes uh, much easier. There isn't a, an automatic rejection. There is a, oh, is that how it works? Um, well, response. And um, you uh, generally work, work out reasonably okay once you, once you get to know people. Um, you know, little things like um, uh, the if you were going to set up a direct provision site and uh, put in uh, well, people from outside your own community, then you think that um, that Horsley, tiny, tiny little village would be a pretty bad place. And yes, it was a problem at first, but... Rosemount GAA swooped in on it and said, ah, and they brought every teenager, every boy and every girl from her sleep and recruited them into their local GAA team. And the result of that is that I'm going to be supporting Rosemount for the rest of my life. Good to know, Jerry. And um... I can tell by the way you talk about it, you're very passionate about your work. And would you say that yourself and the volunteers of New Horizon have made um, strong links and friendships with the refugees you work for? Yes, I'd, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. Um, in many ways, you can do very little for anybody. But in sometimes doing very, very little can mean an incredible amount. I remember a, back in the early years, a, um, an elderly man actually, uh, about taking off his coat and putting it around an African woman's shoulders. That cost nothing. That didn't amount to anything. But any time that I have ever, ever met that woman, Afterwards, she has remind she has remembered that she was saying, "Oh, Lord to mercy and poor Johnny." No, I think um, obviously, look, when you come from such difficult circumstances, as you say, the littlest thing means the most. Yes, indeed, little things little things mean a lot, and uh, well, the sort of trivial, um, what seems to be trivial to us, can be very very important. Are you glad you started the organisation and do you think it was the best decision and path you took in your own life? Um, yes, yes. Um, yes, I think, yes, I think I'm happy. Um, I uh, retired a couple of years ago and the result of this is that I uh, have now uh, moved into working practically full-time on the business. So... Um, it's, um, I, I can't imagine what life would be like if I didn't have this. For people who are listening and who want to help, can you become a volunteer or if they want to donate, what is the website um, address? Yep. yep. Um, yes, uh, we could do with volunteers. We could do with uh, sort of physical volunteers, but we can also use virtual volunteers, people who would um, have, we'll say, experiences on fundraising or um, website design and stuff like that. But if you are interested in helping, well, or interested in just dropping by for a chat, then um, uh, they, our website is newhorizonathlone.org. Can you donate on that website if somebody wants to um, donate a few euro? Well, well we have, we're in the process of setting up a, uh, well, a um, donate button on it at the moment. Okay, and is there an email address if somebody, say, wanted to donate? Okay, to just send an email to info, that's I-N-F-O, at newhorizonathlone.org. 
And what's New Horizons plans for the next few months? What projects are you going to be involved in or is it too soon to say? Oh, yeah, there's um, um, the COVID crisis has uh, has affected us a fair bit in that we've lost quite a number of our most experienced volunteers uh, because of um, their worries about um, uh, about infection. So we're trying to restart things. So uh, the uh, big projects at the moment are that, uh, oh, we have a wonderful African choir. You can hear us uh, on the um, on the website, if you like, the Afrish Choir. And we're busy trying to say, to restart the mother and toddler group. But this time we're running it outdoors in the woods. If you have kids and water and mud, and trees. I mean, you can't fail. Is there anything else you'd like to highlight about your organisation or about the refugees and the support centre? Yep. Um, no, uh, I, all that I'd all that I'd highlight to to them, to uh, to the people that are listening, is that it's a difficult difficult situation, and uh, well, there are people doing the best they can, sometimes in difficult circumstances. So we do what we can. We we we'll get through it eventually. Jerry, it was lovely talking to you here on the Open Door on Ross of M ninety four point six and. I wish New Horizon the best with their endeavours and work and I wish the refugees in Athlone and all the places you work with the very best and I hope life becomes easier for them and they find their way in life and get on the right path. Thank you very much and thank you thank you for calling. You're tuned in to the Open Door on Ross FM 94.6. I'm Margaret McHugh and we're coming near the end of the show unfortunately but I'll be back with you again next week between 9 and 10 a.m. I'm with you every Thursday between 9 and 10 a.m. Listening live at www.rossfm.ie or simply download the TuneIn app from the Google Play Store. I'd like to thank Jerry Callahan from New Horizon at Lone. I'd also like to thank Marcella from the National Learning Network in Castle for coming on the show today and talking to us about two different um, organisations if you want to find out more about the National Learning Network in Castlery, you can call on 0949620374. Also, you can look online at www.nln.ie. If you want to donate or help out New Horizon, you can by simply going on to newhorizonatloan.org and you can also email info at newhorizonatloan.org. Until next week, um, Slonga Fall, and I will leave you with the Afish uh, band from the Refugee Centre in Athlone that Jerry mentioned. Talk to you again next Thursday at nine o'clock.
finishing. Tuned in to the open door on Ross FM 94.6. Presented by myself, Margaret McHugh, every Thursday between 9 and 10 a.m. The open door talk show brings together all communities from near and far by giving them a platform to share their stories of life as it was, as it is. You will hear the voices of those who speak about the good, the bad, what unites or divides our nation, and what can we achieve by joining together with one vision of an all-inclusive plan. Text in your request to 0385 Ross FM 94.6 Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web Listen in online at rossfm.ie